with me And I know you'll see That a song changes everything Hi everyone, good morning Happy New Year Happy New Year everyone And welcome to Arts for the Health of It I'm Richard Wilmore <laughs> We need the applause I'm Catherine Ferdicini Oh sorry, you'll get the applause Oh okay Yay. We're here in 2023. We made it. We made it. Have you noticed that no one is talking about like 2023? Like everyone's been very quiet about what 2023 could be. And I kind of like that. That's true. Yeah. I think the last two years maybe just made people not, uh, what's the word, forecast too much. I guess it makes you live more in the moment in a way. Yeah. I saw on your Instagram that you were testing out some new brushes and then it yep. sparked something in me that I sent you a message and I wanted to see what you, either something great that you loved in your art world in 2022 or something maybe new for 2023 that you wanted to share that you are looking forward to or using or okay so this is not a visual art thing um i have this this is my my six-year-old's ukulele (sighs) and um this is one of those weird things you do as a parent so i used to play the guitar and the flute and the piano um and the ukulele is it's pretty fun to learn um so i've been playing with it and what i've (laughs) been doing is if my son's having a hard time with like bedtime routine, I'll just follow him around the house, like (laughs) (laughs) a song and narrating what he's doing. And um, he gets like, it it kind of frustrates him at first, but then it very quickly turns into laughing and joking and he makes up lyrics. And so this right now is kind of my favorite (laughs) creative outlet uh, because it, it kind of annoys him a little bit, but then we have fun. <laughs> I mean, it's a bonus, right? Like, right, right. You have fun, but also like enough to make him go, okay, I'm going to go to bed. Fine. Yeah, yeah I'm, please, I'm done listening to you sing. Like, please stop. He yes. has told me that he's like, can you please stop singing, please? <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to be singing on the podcast anytime no, soon. Thank is that you. what you're saying? Yeah. I, I didn't want to show you this because I didn't want you to ask me to sing. I won't do I won't make you do anything you don't want to do. Um, but you said that you used to play some instruments. You don't play them anymore. How come? Can we um, talk about that? That's a good question. I I still like I'll play guitar sometimes. Um I don't know. I think my focus has just been more visual art for the last mm-hmm. few years. But yeah. What about you? What's... Well, I have ukuleles in my trunk of my car. Uh, that I think are supposed to be at a hospital somewhere. But um, we were also supposed to last month learn how to play the um, ukulele. With Izzy. Izzy. And then schedules our schedules during the holidays. So I still want that to happen at some point. You need to get Um, those out of your trunk. Yes. I don't know how to... I've always wanted to learn how to play the drums. That was always... has always been a goal of mine since I was a kid, but I never have. Um... So I don't know any musical instruments, but my thing that I'm excited about this year is this book. Practice Ooh. makes progress. It's from Amy Lotta, our yes. friend here at the show, and my friend in real life, even though we've never met in real life, but we're friends. Um, but it's a really—I'm very excited to like dive into this this 
year. I've been waiting for it. It came out last year. And so I've been waiting because I like starting points and not starting randomly. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's everything. It's drawing. It's writing. It's a complete like, like she gives you space. Oh, you can't see it. But there's like writing on one side and then space to actually create on the other and it's just it's a beautiful she does all the lettering oh i'm on the wrong mm-hmm. side all the lettering it's just a beautiful book and um we love amy lotta around here at hearts need heart and so i'm excited to start that. on that book yeah. i'm occasionally going to ask you to tell us about your progress with that right. maybe i'll send you one and then we can do it together okay. and it'll be like a thing or we'll get Let's her back it. on here i don't know <laughs> all right um do you want to talk about who's on the show today? Yes. Um, we have Richard Dobbins, who is the executive director of Class Act Detroit. And I'm so excited he's here today to start off our 2023 of Arts for the Health of It. Um, so do we want to jump right in? Yes. He is well lit and you can hear him clearly. <laughs> so we're going to do it before something happens. And my internet was out an hour ago. So we're going to do this now. We're going to take a quick commercial and then he'll that's my coffee pot and then (laughs) i'm gonna go grab coffee and um then he'll be out here so we'll be right back after i find this commercial button whether you consider yourself a musician or not music is all around us and it affects our everyday lives whether it's background music influencing our shopping habits in a store organ music adding the vibe to a baseball game or a playlist convincing us to keep going on that last mile of a run. I'm Mindy Peterson, host of the podcast Enhanced Life with Music, where we take a holistic look at the power of music in our everyday lives through the lens of science and health, sports and entertainment, business and education. You can find me and Enhanced Life with Music at mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast or wherever you get your audio. Unleash the power of music. There you are, sir. You're here. Good well, morning. What up, though? What up, though? How you doing? Here, we'll even uh, we'll have clapping for you. Oh, there we okay. go. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The world is excited you're here, and so are we. <laughs> um, I want to start off with, one, introducing yourself and where you are. Because at the beginning of the year, you've got some crazy amazing things happening at class act detroit so i want to hear where you're sitting right now and what that means to you for sure you can see the cross behind us um or behind me but i am in house of hip-hop you know what our community and what our org our tribe calls house of hip-hop um it is a historic house of worship located in detroit um founded in the 1900s um, and it's always been a place of equity, children's programming, um, lots of activists, lots of artists, musicians who have won all around the world. And, um, you know, Class Act Detroit is now, is now become the headquarters uh, for Class Act, our home base. Before we start talking about it, I kind of want to show what yeah. you do. I think that's going to be a great representation. So can you... Do you have to set up the clip at all that you sent us, or should I just play it? No, you got it. You got it. I'll talk about it late, uh, afterwards. If all I right, here to. we go. Watch this. Yep. The next generation is dependent. 
dependent on you. He fought for you. So now you have to keep the fight for somebody else. Today is the MLK celebration where the theme is life, lessons, and legacies. What we wanted to do was take this day and have a moment of reflection on Dr. King, just a little bit more in depth of who he was. Today what we're gonna do, we're gonna use the arts, we're gonna do music, right? We're gonna use the hip hop culture, your culture, and we gonna express ourselves. We wanted to teach the kids about Dr. King, but also let them have a little fun with it. Art is all about expression, and it's all about painting how you feel. We have painting. I'm gonna paint this up here, and you guys can follow along. Then we have some activities going on with the STEAM Lab. We have a poetry slam, and we have the rap battle. On this great day, a king was born and named Martin Luther, and he's a junior from the present, but this is forming our future. Everything is really curated uh, with local artists here in the city. We're really just celebrating that, that life, that legacy of Dr. King, um, and that movement, and, and making sure that our youngsters know the movement doesn't stop uh, unless we let it. Everyone is equal today. Today we come and celebrate, and we're okay. Martin Luther King Jr. to me is a person who tried to make fair rights for everybody. Even though he wasn't able to do his whole dream, he didn't know to make the world a better place. I think you might need one more and then you got it. There you go, big fella. We received a grant from Target in the amount of $5,000 to make this day happen. They'll put the spoon between two sticks like this. <laughs> here, I can help you with it. I just want to thank the Boxing Gym for allowing us to come out here, letting Target be a sponsor and a volunteer. And if you can change someone's life, whether it's just coming and spending a couple hours with those kids, um, I mean, that's reward enough. Let us march on to victory. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those videos that if I were like, if it were a Hearts and Yard video, that it, that would be the video that I would like cry every time I watch it. Like, holy crap, I get to do this. Like, it's one of those pinch me moments, I feel like. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Right. And the fact that this is right before the pandemic, like right before everything gets shut down. Right. And, you know, what I honor, right, is an organization that, Founded in the house, true Detroit fashion. Um, didn't have a lot of money, right? Really none. And yet we still were able to, you know, make an impact uh, just by, you know, following our purpose, following our calling, you know what I'm saying? Being obedient to that and being able to work with great organizations like the Boxing Gym, but amazing sponsors like Target, right? That's only within a few years. And still at that time, right, in a house and serving multiple sites throughout the city, with two people, right? That was just two people at the time. Now it's, it's, it's me with an amazing group of hip hop grandmas and teaching artists and, you know what I'm saying, people throughout the city. But, you know, that's right before everything shut down and we were rocking and rolling. But yet to be able to be in a space like that and do something that grand and then yet survive through the pandemic and then only to like have our own commercial structure to be able to do that on the regular, I mean, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, but it's it's so worth it. That's something that um, just in conversations we've had with you, um, 
that's been notable to me is how much of a sense of community it seems that you've like you rely on community. It's it's just built into the structure of who you are. Um, For sure. And um, yeah, I'm wondering if you can talk about how. Um, I guess I don't know. It's like I guess it's two questions. How you kind of brought Class Act Detroit together, and then how it's what are you doing in the community right now, and, and where do you see it? expanding okay so what are we doing what do i see it expanding and then the first part was um how you because you know if you started you said you started with like two people and and it's since uh, it's grown obviously and so kind of how um how that happened um yeah Man. in 30 seconds or less yeah 30 30 seconds seconds. Or less. the summary <laughs> i guess like maybe like obviously it's never one thing right so maybe yeah. some key key things that happened that you felt like expanded your community um man you know what i think our end right it was our organization's founded by two educators you know um one of which is no longer with us but still founded by educators so i think just the fact that it, it comes through after school programming first right before we became a 501c3 um is kind of like the seed that mattered the most because I'm the type of educator. I've always been known as the hip hop educator, right? My kids, as soon as you come to the door, right, we're doing a handshake. We're doing something that grounds you and disconnects from whatever's going on before, right? Good or bad, right? Whether you had an awful car ride over to school or a great one, like whatever happens changes when you enter into the room, right? Really creating harmony, playing music, playing this, you know, similar music that you're hearing um you know soul music things that are within the, the tradition of the diaspora so that's day one right as an educator but what i learned in the classroom was you know well one first of all nobody wants to be charlie brown's teacher right and a lot of educators is one 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 so i was like and i had and i had that growing up a lot right where there were good people i'm sure they meant great meant well you know, yeah. meant well but it's like it was one 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 so for me, I've always been about reaching to teach. Like that's always been my MO personally. Um, and it's part of my gift too, you know, but that was like really the, the biggest cornerstone for us is realizing I shouldn't be able to have access to your kids or say anything to them if I'm not reaching you and building community with you. Like if, I, if we don't have a relationship where I can come eat with you or be invited, you know, to your home and meet other people within your family, I probably shouldn't even be able to say anything to this kid, right? Whether they know that or not. Because typically, right, through the isms, you being an adult, it's just not set up that way. But the way I see it is I shouldn't be able to say anything to you if I'm not speaking your language. Hmm. That's disrespectful if I don't speak your language. And for me, and and for, you know, if you ask me, hip-hop is the civil rights movement 4.0, 3.0, right? It's the voice for the voiceless. So, it's not only, you know, BIPOC households, although that's, you know, really what we focus on. And that's the largest demographic in Detroit. You know, that's uh, what we're about. It's the voice of the voiceless, right? It's the voice of people who have their instruments taken, who have their uh, art supplies taken. And then they say, cool, we're going to get into sampling and beat machines, right? We're going to take what uh, the instrument where you drop a needle to play recorded musicians, right? Mm-hmm. Who did receive that training. And we're going to make that the new instrument, right, DJ, right. Um, where you take away my, my markers and my, my canvases. And I just I start doing murals, 
right? I mean, it's it's just it's such a beautiful story to me, but it's always been, you know, BIPOC households, you know, cities within our, our urban core, folks that are are being, you know, oppressed. And I'm not saying these things to to talk about um from a place of weakness, it's actually the strength of it, right? It's saying, okay, we have this and we make a movement. So I think, you know, early on we understood that and I understood that, you know, community is everything. Authentic community engagement is 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 everything, but then racial healing and and us being able to just have a space that that's within harmony is everything, and that comes from the classroom. That comes from us, you know, taking what we were doing after school, forming a five hundred one c three, and then forming in the house, and still having that family vibe to it. So if we didn't have that approach, I promise you, we wouldn't have made it past twenty seventeen when we found it. Let alone. 2020, 21, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. like it wouldn't even happen. Um, you know, we we wouldn't have made it out the first year if if the families weren't engaged, if our community wasn't engaged, as you already saw there, with just you know big time sponsors and other youth programs. So, movements be moments. I always say that. People probably heard me say that way too many times, but that's just always been how I've moved. What did you want to be when you were a child? Like, I always think it's interesting the people who take this passion and turn it into something. It's one thing to, like, know, you know, like, arts are so beneficial, and so I do them at my home. But to have that passion to, like, make that mission in your life, like, is that always sort of that path ingrained in you? Or or did you want to be a veterinarian? You know what's so crazy? Um, so a couple of things. My father was in a life-changing car accident uh, right after I was born, was in a coma for a year, um, been an assistant living my entire life, right? So my relationship with him is, you know, it's interesting, right? Because I didn't grow up with him. He was in a coma for a year, then he came out, assistant living. So I really only kind of was seeing when I spent time with my grandparents. And this is where I'm going with it. So my grandfather, his, my dad, my father's dad, jazz aficionado, worked in real estate and some things like that. Um, but like every time I would spend time with them in the summers, right. I would hear like just this treasure trove of classic music, right. Soul music, gospel, funk, um, you know, listening to Marvin Gaye, listening to Miles Davis, Cannonball Adderley, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm getting my DJ DNA is being injected. Uh, my mother's father, I never, you know, really spent time with him. I met, met him once. Turns out this dude is a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Right? I mean, that's not like what he his he's he does electrical stuff. He does a lot of stuff, but you know, he DJs. I think is a is a hobbyist or whatever. I've met him one time, right? Uh, pretty much like right before I graduated high school. Um, and it's really interesting because at that time, I went to three different high schools. I moved one to two times a year since really latter end of elementary school, right? One to two times every year, religiously, right? I meet him when I'm going to a school that actually was really well known for the performing arts. I didn't notice, I just happened to be zoned to go there, right? It's just another house I'm living in, another year, it is what it is. It turns out it's one of the top schools for it, right? Um, in greater Atlanta. And before that point, I just played you know, basketball, that's it. That's the only gift I knew I had, I was really good at it. All my friends went to D1. I chose to go into entertainment around that time and I didn't know I could sing, dance, act, improv. <laughs> I didn't know any of that. 
So I think just it's something special about, you know, not being able to hone your craft, later realizing like you have this in you and, and all the only thing that changed for me, right, was having a stage or having a platform for my expression because I didn't know my my even when I met him, I didn't know what that he DJ. Right. And all of that. Um, and growing up, I actually wanted to do that. Right. <laughs> no one influenced me to want to do that. I literally wanted to do it. I remember we, you know, we did a um, career thing, right, where they say you, you, you pick a job and then they kind of act like they show you what, what it's going to be. And I chose engineering only because of the money. <laughs> One of my classmates chose DJing. And I remember seeing how much it like how much you can make. And I was like, no, nah, that's not gonna work, right? Because <laughs> you know, I'm thinking like how I grew up, and I'm like, no, nah, I gotta make some money, I gotta change my life, right? Like, nah, forget that. Turns out, right, when you're an entrepreneur, when you're a creative, it's actually no cap on what you can do. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you know, I might say 40,000 and you might say that's not cool, but that's one gig. Right, that's one gig, and you can work five. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's so funny because even as early, you know, back then, I learned to kind of suppress what I just naturally was born wanting to do. It was always to play the drums, to play saxophone, and to DJ. And I had so many obstacles, you know, to do that um, that I literally put it on the shelf and just hit it, and didn't do any of it. I had terrible teachers that, you know, when I went to go try and use the read and and they didn't tell me what to do. I'm a little kid. Didn't even look me in my eyes. It just did me really dirty. Um, And I was like, dang, okay, I guess I got to do it later when I get older. Right. And as far as DJing, you know, you got to have turntables, you got to have vinyl, you got to have somebody that's invested in you and, you know, traditional um, music programs, they're, they're not necessarily culturally relevant, right. All the time. So a lot of, a lot of things I was just discouraged through school, through after school programming only to like later on um, be a part of a great school that had a a platform for expression, had terrific out of school opportunities just before I graduated, realized I had some gifts, worked in the industry for a number of years, agent, behind the scenes, in front of the camera, all of it, actor. And then later on, will become an educator who founds, you know, his own after school program and is able to, to pay it forward. So, I got that around closer to 18 and now we're able to give it to kids as young as eight. So, I mean, it's, it's something very, you know, beautiful and serendipitous there. Yeah. I have a question. <laughs> um, so you kind of described this, um, like once you were, you said, I think you said you were in Atlanta. Um, yeah. That that's when you kind of then realized like, Oh, this is already, it's already in me. Yes. Yeah, and, and so I'm wondering if, like, do you, I imagine you witness moments like that with the kids that you serve where because you're providing the space mm-hmm. and the community, it's suddenly like, oh, like I, this is in me too, you know, I, and Absolutely. so I'm wondering if you can talk about that a little bit. No, it's, it's so dope that you say that too, because being in the classroom after being a talent agent is what really like wet my appetite for that. Like I was just super keen already from working in that industry and working with really talented kids. So then by the time I'm, I'm teaching in the schools that I love the most, right? The ones that have a lot of challenges. Um, I'm meeting kids that were as talented or whose talent far exceeded kids that were in major motion pictures, that were in television shows, you know, uh, 
long-standing stage productions, like kids that were just rock stars, literally, right? Figuratively, literally, like literally, they were amazing. And adults. And I'm seeing kids who people will just walk by around the inner city, you know, in Atlanta. And I'm thinking about Michigan, of course, right where I'm, where I'm from, because both are home for me. But Michigan is my first home. Detroit's my first home. But um, I was just I was blown away because you're hearing these 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 voices. You're seeing dancing. You're seeing all of these things that we we already see in this community. Right. You go to the lunchroom and I'm seeing kids drumming. Right. And I'm like, oh. Right. I, I see that you're seeing ciphers form. Right. It's already it's, it's, it's innate. You know, it's, a, it's, it's cultural and specifically within the school system it's very specific locations where it comes out. Right. Typically, the cafeteria is where you see it. Right. <laughs> not the classroom you're, it's because it's not welcome. Right. And that's to that's to our detriment as a society. Right. Not just like it's humans. That's to our society for people to have to for zebras to have to change their stripes. Right. Just to walk into a room to speak somebody else's language, but not to even honor their own. is something in you dies. Right. You know, we, we hear selling your soul. Um, that looks like, a you know, it could be different things to different people. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, something dies in you when you're not able to be yourself. And just being qualified for my calling and being having that experience in the, in the industry, you know, and seeing my gifts later, there was no way I wasn't going to do something right, to try to help kids that were that talented, you know? It's just, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense because when you discover it, when you look at things from your superpower instead of, like, your, the resistance, that's a superpower in itself, right? Mm-hmm. Looking at, like, like what makes me great? And when you do that and then you see that somebody else has a superpower, now it's like, okay, cool, I'm Iron Man, you're the Hulk, you're Black Panther, you're, like, now we, now we team up and we get stuff done, right? We start businesses, we create community, we Right. Even as young as kids, you know, it's like, hey, you're the drummer. I, I, I do this. I do that. So I think, you know, for me, that's that's really where it started was just that transition from entertainment to the education and kind of floating between the two. And then noticing that the kids I was teaching and that I was exposed to were superstars, mm-hmm. all of them in their own right, in different ways. You know, you, you get back a test and you're seeing somebody's doodling, but it's really, really good. Right, it's not stick fingers. Stick fingers. Right. You're like, wait a second, this is fourth grade work, and you in the first grade. This is sixth grade level, and you really, it's like, whoa, there's something there. So whether you decide to to be that and truly pursue that, or decide to be a doctor or a preacher or right, whatever you want to do, you have to know your strengths. You know, you have to have that because knowing who you are gets you to that um, to that next level. You know what I'm saying? It helps you to right. to um, weather the storms. Well, there you go. Thank you. Thank you for coming to my test. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Um, Where did the name Class Act Detroit come from? I want to hear the history of that. Oh, that's dope. I don't think I ever talked about that. Um, It's an exclusive. Yeah, exclusive. Um, Sound effects. Um, (laughs) Um... Man, you know what? It's kind of twofold. So um, one, class act is well-rounded, right? When you say to someone, hey, they're a class act, they're a this or a that. And for us, you know, especially being an educator in, in the beginning stages of what is now the 501c3 class act, Detroit, comes from the school. So, you know, scholars being well-rounded means 
you know, for me at least, you know, you, you can score the game-winning touchdown, but at the same time, you're, you're on the honor roll. And you also know how to speak to people, right? You're, you're also active in your community, right? You're, you're all of these different things. You're not just one. You're not a monolith. Um, but um, another reason why I think it's, it's low-key class act is there's a movie. Um, there's, well, there's two movies, Kid and Play, right? House Party was a very, very, very influential movie for me. Huge influential movie for me growing up. Um, I don't remember when I saw it specifically, but I just know when I did, it was a game changer, right? Because I'm like, I'm seeing myself, I'm seeing my community represented, right? It was real life for me. Um, all the characters look like my my mom and my aunts and everybody I'm seeing, but they were in another movie called Class Act. And I don't know, it just, it's always stuck with me. And, you know, growing up, desiring to be that. And, you know, my grandparents, um, especially my grandfather being so influential in my life, that's something that he always pushed me for, you know, um, when I was struggling in school, when I was struggle, you know, really in anything, right. When I just needed that year, because he really was my dad, you know, because of what happened to my father, he's really stepped in and, and is my only real male role model that I had in life, but he's worth a thousand. But like, that was always his push was always like, yo, you know, essentially, you know, go to your, to your, there, there are, there's no ceiling essentially, right. Mm-hmm. To, to how far you can go, you know, keep pushing, keep going, go higher, work harder. You got this. Um, and, you know, I, I like to say like, we inject that into what we do plenty and we just do it in a fly way. You know, it's like, Hey, I got you. You know, I had a conversation the other day with one of our scholars who, you know, he's a producer, he plays bass, he plays keys. He's an amazing drummer. Um, and I said, hey, do you want to, you know, take your DJ into the next level, man? Are you, you willing to do it? And we're talking. It's like, of course. And I'm like, cool, send me those grades. Yeah. <laughs> right? Simple as that. Like, you know, I know you're doing this well. I know you're doing this well. Send me those grades. I got something for you. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's really a relationship like that. And um, the particular student I'm thinking about, you know, he was interviewed recently and they were, they were asking him about our program and our relationships, you know, how relationships work and, you know, he mentioned me and he said, you know, I look at Mr. D, that's family, not just teacher, not just my DJ instructor, music, you know, or anything like that. It's like, that's, that's family. That's how I look at it. Like, Do you have a question? Oh, sorry. I thought you were frozen. Did I answer? <laughs> did I, did I fully answer? Yes. Yes. percent. Um, so you guys have, um, your building that it's opening in August. Is that right? Yeah. And so that will be, um, you had mentioned before we got on air that, um, you guys have like, you've been kind of this mobile unit going around and serving, um, different schools and communities. And so I'd love for you to share kind of how you see this central location, um, enhancing what you guys are already doing. For sure. Um, man, it's, it's a wild story how we got there, for one. But um, how it en- will enhance, I'll, I'll just go back to our community, right? Like our tribe, for years, we did focus groups and surveys, um, you know, with our kids really leading that, that charge, right? So kids as young as eight, people as old as 80, right? Mm-hmm. Or as young as 80. Maybe, <laughs> let me say it a different way. <laughs> right. The whole entire family, the entire tribe, the entire community, right? The village. And we say, yo, what do you want to do? What does it look like? What does this space look like? So rather it was the house on Roseline Street, 
right up the street, you know, in, in the West McNichols Bagley area or, or Fitzgerald Bagley area uh, off of West McNichols or, you know, now a 10,000 square foot facility in Midwest slash Tireman uh, neighborhood, you know, it always was the community leading that charge. I'm, I'm the mouthpiece, right? I'm the front man. As much as possible, I try not to be at this point, but it's like really all of the programming, the spaces, everything is coming directly from, right, the mouth, mouths of children, right, and their families. So, so now it's intergenerational, right? It's, it's already mom, dad, uncle, auntie, everybody pulling up a plate, us chopping it up, us making music, having fun. But then it became, you know, little did I know when we're doing that in 2017, 2018, 2019, before the world changes, um, that it was going to lead us to a building that was 10 times the size of what we were with a bunch of land, with a huge parking mm-hmm. lot, you know, with um, a cafe built in, with a huge sanctuary that now is a performance venue, right? It's a, it's a venue for other artists, for musicians. Our kids have been here. We've already hosted, even though we haven't opened, international <laughs> DJs from the UK and Chicago. We've brought in New York Times bestselling authors, you know, who, you know, did exclusive um, children's books that they unleashed here, right? They came to the space even before it was finished. So it's like, those are things that we talked about in the past, right? So it's, it's, it's really like farming, if I'm, if I'm being honest, right? Mm-hmm. Where the seeds happened a while ago, they got watered and that's just how the most high does it, right? It's a heat lamp. It's a sprink, built-in sprinkler system in the world that will water that and grow that, but you just kind of have to have the faith to like walk away um, because me putting my hands on it, and I think we all can relate to it, doing that too much means it's not going to grow. You know, you kind of got to like put it in the ground and walk away. And um, I'm 50 50. I'm not actually really that good at it. I'm still working on that, but I'm learning how to do that. And uh, House of Hip Hop is just a perfect example because it's it's conversations that happen for years, it's hundreds of surveys, right? It's, it's Zoom calls, it's text message uh, threads. It's eating, you know, Captain J's chicken and cheesecakes from from Lucky's around the corner. You know, it's it's Happy's Pieces, all the different establishments. It's Bucharest, right? People investing in what we do um, and just really creating that that environment that's safe to be able to let her, later build something that's truly, you know, a safe haven and, and um, will, will spark that generational change that we want. Can I ask a logistical question? Awesome. About your team. I'm assuming with this expansion that your team is going to grow. No. He's no, shaking I'm, his I'm, head. Shaking my, oh. I'm shaking my head because <laughs> it's, it's a crazy need like like no other, right? Yeah. It's been volu- we, we've done all of this with volunteers. Wow. wow. We don't say volunteers. We say family, right? Because that's how they move, um, especially during the pandemic, right? During the panda, we had people jump in, right? Berkeley College of Music who they might come to Detroit once a year, right? But now they're like, yo, I'm going to rock with you for 90 days. Wow. I could do an hour and a half, two hours every Wednesday, every Thursday, right? Two classes, teaching kids to do this. I'm like, yo, you should be on tour getting <laughs> Grammys right now, but you going to rock with us online? Yeah, right? We have people who are game designers in Nashville that's like, yo, love what you're doing. I'm not going to be there, but I got you on this, you know, that are also musicians, that are like, I'm, I'm buying into what you're doing. And I only mention that because that's that's just outside of Detroit, right? We've had people do that. So early on, especially, you know what I'm saying, 2020, 2021, I realized it's not possible to be the, to be the chef 
and to be the valet and to be the hostess and do that. Like it's possible, but it's not at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's that's not movement making. That's not mm -hmm. the change that we actually want to see. And you know, you played the clip uh, from our, our MLK Day event, you know, annual MLK Day event. The biggest thing that we talk that we really want to get across to the kids, other than what was already highlighted in the video, is you know, it's MLK Day, but he's a part of a movement. Because sometimes, like, especially in our nation, we act like he's Jesus and he's not, right? Mm -hmm. He is, you know, a leader and um, he's a movement maker, right? He has to it. And that's what a lot of people were counting on, right? When he was assassinated, it was like, oh, movement, but like movements don't work that way. Um, it, it's, it's no starting and, and stopping point, right? It's endless. And that's why I say hip hop, you know, is that 3.0 because it's the voice for the voiceless. It's, I'm about to tell you exactly what's going on in this neighborhood, whether you want to know it or not. And I'm going to turn the volume up to 10. <laughs> and it only goes to eight, but I'm about to turn it up to 10. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to make you, you're going to get it. You know, we're going to, we're going to express ourselves. We're going to heal ourselves because racial healing is actually what's needed, right? You're not able to go through 400 years plus of what folks have been through. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just snaps back to normal or it just gets better in 40 years, right? If it took that many generations for it to be that, it's going to take at least half that time to heal it. And, you know, being in a, a church that was established 100 plus years ago, you know, it's nothing in our urban cores, in our urban cities, uh, or in our urban setting, I should say, in our urban core, for a church to be there 300 years, right? This is normal, right? It doesn't matter what city you go to there's a structure somewhere that's being maintained as they're 20 years old. This, so our whole plan is actually to right, sow the seeds now for this building that's already been here a hundred plus to get to that 250, 300 year mark and to continue this legacy of racial healing, right? Of community and authentic community engagement, developing leaders, resourcing uh, movements um, and doing that through the arts, through arts and culture and heritage programming. You know, and we're doing it in a fly way. It's hip hop. You know, it's it's already youth focused. It's already been youth led. It's already been about healthy eating. You know, despite what some of the imagery shows, you know, hip hop is Kung Fu. Rap is wrestling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you got to kind of draw that distinction, or at least I do. You know, an MC and that's no shade to rap rappers at all. Right. That's within our tradition. But we have to realize like what's wrestling and what's Kung Fu. Like mm -hmm. one will be here forever and one, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> it makes sense, but you got to know what it is. So within the community that's already been, you know, had plenty of challenges, you know, hip hop is actually comes to heal. You know, it's coming to unite. It's, it's, it's a off, it's, it's, it's the offspring of Motown, right? It's the offspring of gospel. It's the offspring of funk and all the other traditions that many of which have rather come directly from Detroit or I've been entirely, you know what I'm saying, influenced, you know, heavily influenced, I should say, by Detroit. So we're just keeping it keeping it alive. I mean, we're our building is right off of West Grand. West Grand Boulevard is where Motown, where Hillsville, USA uh, <laughs> is, right? The house where they found it and the collection of houses that they took over. So I think that says it all. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if people want to support Class Act Detroit, um, what is the best way for them to, I guess, either support or connect with you? Uh, reach out on our website, 
volunteer, donate. Um, to, to Rich's point, we have to to build our staff. Like we we need a real team. We got a real building with some serious bills, <laughs> <laughs> some expensive bills. Um, you know, I, I would say though, you know, one of the easiest things, you know, money isn't everything. In kind services is really how we got here. You know, people mm-hmm. giving the things that you're not able to get back, time, energy, love. Um, you know, if you're a contractor, if you can help us uh, do floors, paint, scrape paint, uh, you know, if you're an architect that wants to donate some of your services, you know, things like that um, would be really helpful. If you have any connections with uh, individuals that can help us transform our commercial kitchen or our cafe spaces, uh, that would be helpful, you know, because every space that gets converted, you know, I mean, allows us to serve our community. And already with it not being done, we're doing that work, you know. Right. So a cafe means free mental health services in that space, right, automatically, along with vegan chefs that are already a part of our, our team, right, our tribe. So things like that will happen immediately as our rooms continue to get to more of a white box status. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. I would say in-kind services if you're in the city, if you have connections, connect us. Uh, but if you want to donate or volunteer, reach out on the website, cold call us. Um, simple as that, you know, and let's make it happen uh, for the babies. And I put the uh, link to the website in the comments and then it'll be in the show notes too if you're listening yeah. on a podcast platform. Yeah. Um, you are, I saw in your pre-interview, pre-interview form, giving something away to people. Right. <laughs> I can give away some game. Yeah. <laughs> um I could uh I could whip up a little something and maybe you know tease something real quick. Is that something okay. I want to do? I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. As long as I don't have to sing. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um my thing, I wonder if the sound is gonna come through though. Can I share my screen? You can. And then there's a little thing that'll say share sound. Alexander. Okay. Do you want to do it? You want to do it right now? Or you want to do it? You want to do like a trial run? What you want to do? Well, we're live, so let's just do it now, shall we're we? Live. We're live. Hey, all right. Let's there see what go. happens. All right. Kevin can edit this out later for the Everybody podcast. <laughs> or not? All that other stuff. All right. Um, let's see if this works. I would like to show you. So one of the things that we love to do that I didn't mention is, you know, we utilize tech. I think that's something that really sets us apart. It's, it's not foreign, obviously, um, to youth programming or to hip hop, right? Um, but specifically for us, right, we use technology to equalize music education and access, right? It's, you know, as somebody who wanted turntables growing up and didn't have the money to buy techniques, you know, some 1200s, or to buy beat machines and, uh, an extensive vinyl collection, despite the fact that my grandfather, you know, had all of this amazing music. Um, you know, I had to find ways to still be myself, right? To still get that expression out. Um, and one of the things that we found and that we love to use is iOS, iPads, iPhones, uh, because we're just in that that era, right? Where scholars have access to that. Um, and it's intergenerational in that kids that are 16 and 17 know how to use it, but kids who are also nine know how to use it. So there's this really cool cool program that we use. And let's see if it shows, if it pops up. Okay. 
Can you all see that? Not yet. You have to like Not click yet. on the screen and then click connect. There are like 12 different buttons all you right. have to do. Different. All right, bet. And we're live. All right. <laughs> Maybe we should play some music while we do it. <laughs> After these, these sponsors. Um, let's do that then while I somehow try to share the screen. All right, we'll do We'll play another commercial and then we'll figure it out, hopefully. There we go. And then we use tech. We we'll use tech. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not stream yard. We, we out here. We all right. While he does that, we'll play another commercial. We'll be yeah. Whether you consider Whether you yourself, yourself a musician or not, music is all around us, us. and it affects and our, everyday our everyday lives. lives. Whether it's Whether background it's music background influencing music our shopping habits in a store, in store, organ music adding the vibe to a baseball game, or a playlist convincing us to keep going on that last mile of a run. I'm Minty Peterson, host of the podcast Enhance Life with Music, where we take a holistic look at the power of music in our everyday lives through the lens of science and health, sports and entertainment, business and education. You can find me and Enhance Life with Music at mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast or wherever you get your audio. Unleash the power of music. All right, we're back. All right, so my computer, my, my computer is hating on me. But we're not gonna let not today, devil. We ain't gonna let the devil stay my joy. All right. Can you all hear me? Yes. All right, cool. So what I what I did was I uh included a link to Koala Sampler. Um, that's the program that we one of the programs, one of many that we use. Um, but specifically, I'm giving away some free games. So this is actually an internal video that we have, training video um, made by one of our, our tribe uh, members, right? One of our community members, somebody whose family to our organization, who's been investing in them. Um, and it's essentially a tutorial on how to use Koala Sampler. And just in a nutshell, you're able to use beatboxing. You're able to use um, screen recordings. Anywhere, any way that you want to capture sound, go outside, you know, push a pad and record a bird and then use that to make a song, make a track, mm -hmm. make something cool. So if you follow the link, the tutorial uh, that we have in here, you'll be well on your way. So I'll throw that in the comments as well. Oh. And uh, that's available for everyone. There we go. Here we go. Thank you. That's awesome. Look, look it worked out. Of course it does. It always works out. Look, you, you said, how can people help? Apparently, uh, you can donate a new computer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, a, that's, that's an always need yeah. in any nonprofit. It's like, we need a new computer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, your, your boy is on this. Uh, what year is this? I'm, I'm on uh, 2011 iMac right now. Wow. Still, still getting it done. Yeah, I know how to work on them a little bit. Awesome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need we need a new computer, folks. There, okay. you go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. When you get that, please let us know when yeah. someone yeah. says. Yeah. Um, you also put in there a Calendly link um, that yeah. I didn't want to put up yet because I didn't know if that was special or no. what you wanted to offer with that. So no, that's cool. so that's that's the best way to get in touch um, with us. And you know, if somebody wants to volunteer, somebody wants to get down with what we're doing. If they want to do something virtually, virtual workshops, schools, anybody who wants to be involved, that's the best way, you know, to book time. I'm very much an in-person type of person. Um, you know, 
obviously I'm, I'm, I wear many hats. So that's the best way to get in touch with our org, with me, or even if I have to pass it to somebody else, you know, to, to get things done. Um, so yeah, use that link if you're interested in getting down with us, you know, enjoying the movement. I feel like I've been cutting Catherine off, so I want to give her time. No, it's to, okay. Do we have any? We said at 30 minutes, and that was. We're 20 minutes, minutes over. So <laughs> I want to respect your time, but do you have rest, any last rest questions, rest. Catherine, or anything that we missed that you want to talk about? I don't. I'm just, I'm grateful for the time with you, Richard. Um, um, I, I hope that we can have you on again, maybe after. Um, it's August, right? That you're. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. yeah we got to so, raise a lot of funds before then, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's the day before my birthday, August 11th. I think I read somewhere and my birthday is the 12th. So. <laughs> so your so August 11th is uh, the 50th anniversary of hip hop this year. Mm -hmm. So your birthday is the day after. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 So we'd, we'd love to have you on again at some point to check in and just see sure. how things are going and. Um, just thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can, all the links are in the notes or on the comments, uh, wherever you're watching or listening, make sure you subscribe wherever you're doing those things. And also make sure you keep creating everyone. All right. Goodbye. Have a Thanks. great day. Where'd the thing go? <laughs> thank you for listening to Arts for the Health Fit. This episode is produced by Hearts Need Art, creative support for patients and caregivers, and hosted by Richard Wilmore and Catherine Partisini. You can support the show and help others learn about the healing power of the arts by visiting heartsneedart.org. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Hearts Need Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking because of something you've heard on this podcast.